Welcome to El Ganso Podcast, where we explore the minds of rebellious souls that find home with us. Each month, we aim to understand their inspiration and become inspired. Join our conversation. So, welcome everybody. This is the El Gonzo podcast, and we are going to be profiling and interviewing some incredible musicians that find their way here in this magical realm and this underground recording studio. Uh, so, we're really excited today to introduce this incredible cast of characters and musicians hailing from New York by way of Mexico City. Um, and uh, if you guys could introduce yourselves, we'll get into it. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm Eric Deutsch, and um, I'm a keyboard player, and uh, let's keep it, keep it going around. Sure. I'm Bridget Carney, and I play the bass. I am Victoria Reed, and I am a singer-songwriter. And I'm Bear Cate, your host of this podcast. Um, so... It's really cool. This has been a different kind of a residency. You know, since the hotel opened in 2012, we've been hosting a little bit more of a kind of structured type of residency where we have, you know, usually a, you know, a band or touring actor, singer, songwriter that comes in here, has sort of like a week of structured recording. Um, but with you guys, um, from what I understand and what Paco was telling me, it's a little bit more of an experiment, um, which is super cool. So how have you guys been approaching sort of your, your time here at El Gonzo in terms of what you were looking to accomplish, if anything? Well, yeah, we just came in here with the goal of me- making some new friends and making a new collaboration and accomplishing whatever, you know, great, whatever music comes out of that. And I think so far it's been a fantastic week. We're four days, five days in now. And um, it's just been great to meet the musicians here in Baja that we're collaborating with, Rafa and Mashat specifically, and the engineers and producers, Christophe and Rodrigo and um, and Paco and you, and all the, all the artistic uh, voices that we've, you know, encountered here, the, the dancers, the flamenco performers. And um, for Victoria and I, we were married and we live in Mexico City, so we're always collaborating in different facets. We're different kinds of musicians. I'm a little bit more of a jazz musician in my foundation. Victoria's more of a, a pop musician and her rock musician in her foundation. We're always collaborating with Bridget. Bridget's a friend from New York that I've known 15 years, a while, but we haven't done that much music together. So we thought this would be a cool opportunity to get together and hang and make music. So that's where we're at. This week has been awesome, and we're getting some good stuff out of it. Yeah? Yeah, it's uh, it's been really open-ended, uh, which has been a great way to create. Um, we've been coming up with some original material together, um, the three of us, along with our two other musicians that are playing with us, Rafa and Mashat. And that's kind of been the main focus is just coming up with new stuff, which um, as an ensemble that's never made music together, there's like exciting things to be inspired by in everyone's musicianship. And then also, I think, in the setting itself, Um, Victoria and I were talking about how like the, the you create for the place that people are going to be hearing your music in. And so the fact that we are doing this show on Friday at the bonfire kind of made me think like, well, what kind of songs do I want to play at that bonfire on Friday, you know? And so that like inspires a completely different kind of creation than what I would have created if I was in my basement in New York City in the wintertime, for sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think for me, it's been really, um, even just in this past year, I've been, I've been really into doing just more collaborative work in general. A lot of what I do is focused on my personal project and like, okay, here's this record that I'm going to record for Victoria Reed, you know, for me, it's, and there's something different when it's not all about you. Um, my music is, or the songs that I write are, are quite personal, but there's so much magic in bringing it to a different realm where you just sort of relinquish control also. Um, and something about having this studio, I came, I came, our second night here, I came in here at like, I don't know, after dinner when everyone was going to bed. I'm like, I'm just going to pop down there and do a little writing. And there was something so magical about being in this space, underground studio, knowing that the whole hotel is sleeping above me. And I don't know, I can't say what it was, but it, I think it brought out something different even in my songwriting. And then when we kind of have been getting together on it, like like Bridget was saying, like it feels like you're at the beach. It feels like you're driving down the coast in Baja. And we didn't really intend necessarily to like make it that way. There wasn't really a conversation about that. It just kind of interjected itself injected itself you used the word injected earlier i like that mm -hmm. injected itself into what we're doing so far and it it feels sweet and sexy and beachy and magical i love it you know that that's super cool because we definitely have a vibe here and this vibe is it's organically evolving and blooming um you know when the hotel was originally built in 2012 it was a little bit more kind of importing artists from la or from mexico city um, and, you know, really when we came and moved here just about three years ago, um, it was amazing to see how there was sort of the, the beginnings of this incredible live music scene. Um, you know, before, you know, Cabo, obviously you have tons of cover bands and sort of Americans coming down to have these experiences or whatnot. Um, but what I think has really emerged uh, over the last few years here is this really organic scene of really incredible musicians from all over Latin America, America, Canada, and now all over the world. Um, really deciding to live here because of the lifestyle, because you can surf, because there's sort of an open-minded, sort of uh, intercultural um, melting pot here. There's a certain kind of like laid-back psychedelic sound and a certain sort of a, yeah, kind of like this sexy vibe, um, you know, sort of in a way different than the world of hustle bustle or technology or the angst of COVID. And really, I think COVID, we found this huge accelerator. So you were mentioning Sebastian Machat, who's your drummer, who's also my drummer, mm -hmm. who's the best. <laughs> amazing. And, uh, you know, it's quite amazing because in his case, you know, he came here with Erland Oye. They were actually the whitest boy alive was coming to do a residency here uh, during COVID. And what ended up happening was their bass player and their keyboard player couldn't get in because they were in Spain. And so the two of them showed up here, Erland and, and Mashad, uh, without a band. And so we essentially created a new band. And during the height of the lockdown, when we actually had to close the, sh the hotel for two months, we were here in this studio recording as the world was locked down, which was a trippy experience. Yeah. So a lot of energy in this space um, and super excited that you guys have this kind of collaborative approach to it. And the fire pit is also, you know, that's where we play every Friday night. And we let that be our kind of laboratory, our Petri dish. Um, so super cool um, to have you guys. And it's going to be a great show tomorrow night. I'm curious, you had mentioned to me, uh, Eric, the story, um, uh, sorry, the story of how you got here from Eric, uh, telling about it, Eric Krasnow. Yeah. Is that how you first heard about Gonzo? Yeah, I was in the airport in Mexico City waiting for a bag about five years ago and I saw Eric Kalb 
I think, who's the drummer. He's a drummer from New York, and he's the drummer for Eric Krasno. And he said, yeah, we're going to some hotel in Cabo, and and he told me about it. And I've known Kras for, 20, I mean, 25 years probably. Known Cabo a long time. I took a look, and I was like, wow, this looks cool, you know? And maybe that was after Jam Cruise. I don't know when it was exactly. but Were I, you but, playing on Jam Cruise? Yeah, I did Jam oh, Cruise fine. one of those years when they were on there. With, um, with Soul Live or with? No, I was playing with Leftover Salmon. Oh, cool. Yeah, from Colorado, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know this guy. So, um, in any case, that's when I first got it on the radar. That was before I was living in Mexico. I'm pretty sure that the timeline is, is that when we came to Mexico in three years ago in, in 2019, um, I met a chef, actually, in the beginning of the pandemic. And Victoria and I were doing a show at, at Departamento in Roma Norte in Mexico City during the pandemic. It was like a private streaming show. And there were some people in the background, kind of weren't supposed to be any audience there, but they were a few folks out there. And these guys came up to us, this this guy and his, and his wife, and said, hey, you guys are great. His name was Eme Prieto. And Eme turned out to be a good friend, his wife, Chris. They're both chefs in Mexico great City. Chefs. Great chefs. <laughs> yeah. And he and she are connected to this area directly because of uh, Crania. Crania, yeah. Across and, the and across the water yeah. here, just about you know. Which, hunt. if you haven't been, Crania is a place that cannot be described. It must be experienced. <laughs> a post-apocalyptic reclamation project that will blow your face off. So yeah, yeah go we're, check out Crania. We're intrigued. You got to see it to believe it. But um, <laughs> so Emma said, "Hey, I know this hotel, and I'm connected with it. You guys got to go up there. It's amazing." And I said, "Man, I know about that place." He linked us uh, with Paco, and, you know, as these things often do, took, I don't know, six months, a year. I forget how long I've been writing Paco and just checking in and being like, hey, let's do something, you know. And and finally, here we are, and it, it was at the end of, end of last year, end of 21, in November, December, we started seriously talking about finding some dates and just made it happen. And what's cool is that to bring in a band, say, Whitest Boy Live or something from Berlin, you know, that's a whole that's a whole thing. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of logistics, probably a fair amount of, of, of uh, budget it takes to do that. And with Paco, he said, you know, look, maybe we could do something a little different rather than try to bring my band from New York or even my band from Mexico City or Victoria's band or whatever. He said, what if we do, did a collaboration with the local guys and something that we are 100% always down with? Nice. Well, that's cool. We're definitely wanting to do a lot more of that because I think this idea of cross-pollination is really the name of the game here. Like, we see this as a laboratory to experiment with new types of music, cross-pollination of culture, you know, and build these sort of deep uh, new sort of transmissions to the zeitgeist that kind of have to be generated in the in the space, right, in the moment. Um, I would love to... So I'm curious, if you guys, you know, from New York to Mexico three years ago. That was me too. I was from California. But what has your experience been like repatriating, or if you will, to Mexico? And then also, how has that affected your artistry? I mean, I think, look, the thing that I love about Mexico City, which, yeah, we've been there three years now, is it's this massive, you know, cosmopolitan, crazy, creative, frenetic, just insane city, right? Everything that I love about living in big cities, there's just like everything happening at any moment. There's the amazing food. There's there's nightlife. There's excitement. And at the same time, then it's it's in Mexico. So there's like this energy of like tranquilo, you know, that that really is just I feel it when I when I land in this country. And 
for me, there's something about that combination that is really supportive to my creative process because all of the inspiration is there. The beauty, the colors, the architecture, the warmth, um, you know, it's just so, so rich culturally. And I think there's also something really healthy for me about being in just really any foreign country where you are in a different state of mind. You're, you're more curious, you know, when we're, when we're at home or in a place that we're very familiar with, like, you know, everything, you're a know-it-all. I mean, you I, I know describe, nothing. I describe that feeling as like, I feel like I'm studying abroad every day yeah, and it doesn't go away. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's magical and it puts you in, I think, a more receptive space. Um, and, and I, I don't know, I think it really, it opens up certain doors in, in your being that are really Really, for me, that's like a, it's a comfort zone to feel a bit uncomfortable. And um, yeah, and then just like that, that slower pace that's just, I mean, even Eric, I, I was I was explaining this to someone the other day, like your pace in, in New York was drastically different. Um, from what it is in Mexico City. There was not as much time for just every day. Want to go for a walk? Sure, let's go walk for hours. Like that wasn't, <laughs> that was not the vibe for, you know, many different reasons. And yeah, it's just, it's it's been really, it's been wonderful. I've made two records now since, since moving here. We've done them in our home studio, in mm-hmm. our apartment. And... That also, just like having a little more space, you know, we didn't quite have the space for a home studio in our loft in Brooklyn. And um, yeah, it's it's really, it's that combination of, of inspiration while also feeling a bit more relaxed that... Mm. That's that's a dream. And I was saying then also coming here, this is like the closest thing that I felt to what I love about recording at home where you can just like today I slept until one, maybe just in time for Impressive. this. Impressive. Yeah. Just, I mean, I woke up at one point. Then one. I have a two year old. I'm jealous. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I can sleep. I can sleep. So, um, yeah, you know, and just being able to, to kind of wander down here and and just to there, there's no pressure, you know, but you 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 create because it it you feel like creating and because you're you're in your body and you're in your feelings and you're in your creativity mm. and and to me that's that's the best way awesome yeah yeah i agree, I agree with everything she said and and just overall just to sum it up the experience of repatriate is that what you said repatriating quasi repatriation yeah. yeah. that experience has been 100% positive i would recommend it to anyone we are so happy here <laughs> i was coming to mexico since the 2000s and had a lot of friends and a good foundation so it's not a kind of situation like you hear some folks uh describe who maybe did a little time in a foreign country where like you know they were looking for expats to meet with and it was difficult and this we came here with a network of of Mexican and other expat friends, Argentine friends, a lot of them in Mexico City, mm-hmm. that have been a wonderful uh, support group for us and just great help when you need it. And so, man, I got nothing but good things to say about Mexico in the experience. It's been really invigorating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you that Bridget it was perfect for this um, for this trip for another reason because earlier um, in, well in the last year in 2021 she had um, the opportunity to go to Tepoztlan mm. outside Mexico City for a month to make two records so she was posted Sweet. up in, in the jungle of so you know she was posted up out there feeling the Mexican Scorpions vibes and all. Yeah. So vortex Tepos I mean, <laughs> yeah. what a place so, so Bridget who doesn't have you know she's living in New York she's not hasn't moved to Mexico yet 
but she, <laughs> you know, she gets it. And uh, that was obvious last year. And we had so much fun dropping in on their session and checking that out. So amazing. So I'm really curious now with you guys, um, having made music here now over the last couple of days, I've gotten to stumble down here and get little sound bites of the evolving process of how you guys sort of met and experimented and gelled and coalesced. And now it's like, wow, you guys got some really, really awesome uh, vibey material here. So what are you, how are you feeling about what you've recorded, what, what you've come up with and where that might go? Um, feeling great. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge variety of things coming together and, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of what we could do and we're all still like learning about each other and uh, learning from each other. Like we've been playing uh, down here in the studio for the last three days and then yesterday afternoon we we went outside for a break and Rafa started playing uh, an acoustic guitar and playing some songs that he's he'd written on acoustic guitar that are stylistically like worlds away from what we'd been doing and Mashat got out his flute and they they were jamming together and it's like holy shit like we have all this stuff to to create with too imagine and then, sitting in a, in a in a little circle of a shamanic circle with those guys it's a, quite the, quite the I, thing I can imagine it <laughs> yeah yeah so like that every little uh interaction kind of gets your wheels turning with like oh wow like we could be doing this and we could go in this direction and um yeah, conversations too. I had a really interesting conversation with with Rafa last night. We were watching this flamenco concert, and the the song was in Spanish, which I know a little bit, but not well enough to understand it. Just kind of flying by in song, and so I turned to him and asked him what the song was about, and he said, um, he said, if the song's about getting your heart broken, I don't listen to the lyrics, and and like it was kind of like a a spiritual statement. Like for mm. him, he's like, I don't want to put that into my being, you know, it's like, it's in, and, uh, and that was such an interesting perspective. And I was like, oh, wow, this changes everything. Like, you know, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, uh, the, that, that was definitely like leading me down a path where, which might, you know, the next time I sit down to write a song, I'll be thinking about that. Mm. Ah. Beautiful. I actually don't think any of our songs that we've recorded so far about getting your, your heart True. Yeah. yeah. So. I guess we're good there. What, we we, we naturally are, lean towards. <laughs> what are some like lines or themes that have stood out so far in your in your sort of songwriting and hooking here? <laughs> um, I wrote a pretty a pretty sassy one. I'm I'm referring to it as sassy. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a line about a drippy mango. <laughs> <laughs> Ripe fruit, drippy mango. Take a sip, watch the pain go mm-hmm. out the window to the night. Stay up, sleep in, cancel on him. It's all right. And really, was that this morning? That that was the other night. That no, was the other the night. Sleep in. <laughs> oh, sleep in. No, cancel. that's that's every morning. Wow. That's every morning. Delicious. Um, yeah, but really, like, and I was saying, that's something that I think wouldn't have come out in the same way sitting at our our grand piano in, in the room that I usually write in in our apartment. I was just like, again, feeling, you know, absorbing the energy, and it it brought out something different. Trippy mangoes. Cool. Well, not to change the topic abruptly, but I'm curious, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, this uh, digital transmission will be, you know, uh, injected into the zeitgeist and, you know, maybe in like 50 years or whatnot, or like we'll listen to it on our deathbeds or something. Mm-hmm. But we're living through a really crazy time in the world. Um, how has this sort of exponential 
acceleration in technology mixed with pandemic, mixed with becoming sort of global citizens, moving around affected uh, the way you look at life and the way you look at your, your music and your art. Wow. Um, it has, it's affected it a lot. It's, it's kind of forced me, especially I think out of the, maybe the three of us to kind of look at my career really differently because before this I was, I was doing gigs, hundreds of gigs a year. I was, um, I joined a, a big band right before the pandemic, the Dixie Chicks. Oh, really? The Chicks, yeah. Wow. And was all set for a new experience with that, you know, gigantic on that big stage and all over the world and, and pandemic hit and things just shifted. And so where I'm at now, post-pandemic, coming out the other side or, or towards the end, is that... Well, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> the yeah, end. That's what I'm In terms of where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, hopefully towards the end of Down this thing. Down the rabbit hole. It's, it's, that, uh, it's, it's a lot more time. There, it looks like not a Dixie Chicks tour in the future, not a Chicks thing. And a, a, an open schedule for the first time in my life and really over a decade. Mm. So... That alone is is enough to really change where I'm coming from, like artistically, musically, what I want to do, what I have time to do, what I'm, the kind of plans I'm making, and um, the technology on the technology side. This uh, pandemic just gave me a really a, a big boost of energy to learn more, to accelerate my knowledge in that realm. Before before the whole thing, I didn't really even know how to make a Pro Tools session. We had built a studio. But we always had to have someone kind of turn it on, you know. So it was the beginnings of a studio, but I didn't really know how to do it myself. So I jumped in there, and since uh, March 2020, I, I, you know, I must have done a hundred recordings for for different people in different ways. Well, more if you count all these solo piano recordings I do, hundreds, let's say. And it's been really rewarding, really fun, and I couldn't be happier with where I'm at now. Although it's, you know different place than I expected cool yeah what about you guys Bridget I don't know I mean I guess during the pandemic things slowed down uh in the music industry for uh quite some time and they're mostly up and running again now I mean it's it's a little touch and go things still uh could be canceled at the last minute at any time and you roll with it you know you you um make it work one way or another but I think it's nice to have reminders like this week that like even when there's uh, a lot of darkness in in the world and and in the headlines, um, there are still these important things uh, that we can do to to create light. You know, just I feel like that's a song right there. That you just said <laughs> I want to hear that song. Boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the important thing is that there's humans here on this earth that can be kind to one another and make art. And yeah. you know, I, I I want to interject that something that I think that Mexico actually I feel very grateful for Mexico to to have been here during the pandemic. There was a little bit of an openness and a little bit. Uh, there wasn't, it was more open than other countries. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way in general. I think it allowed me to get out and play more and to do more things that, that if I had maybe been living in New York or somewhere else and it, it, so there was a, there was a lot of, a lot of things that we made happen that were pretty cool during that time. I was grateful to, to or thankful to be here because of that. Beautiful. Well, uh, one last question for you guys, um, 
what has been, if you had to just say one thing that sort of tops it off for you, your favorite experience since you've come to Gonzo and Baja? Wow. Idea. I really need a second, I think, because I, I want to give you I want to give you the right answer. Favorite moment? I, I saw two whales jump out of the water Ooh. on the beach on Sunday. First yeah. day here. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, tough to pick. But the first thing that came to mind was the three of us uh, one night, one of the first nights we were here, went up to the jacuzzi after dark and we were all just floating on our backs and looking at the stars like silently, the three of us just staring at the stars in the hot tub. And it was pretty special. Yeah, that was that was dreamy. I think in, including that moment um, and including my my late night songwriting session down yeah, that, here, that's that, a big was, one. that was really there was something sweet that happened there. Um, I did a, a lovely restorative yoga class mm-hmm. on the rooftop with Ellie. Mm-hmm. It was heavenly. I can't even describe it. I fell asleep in Shavasana at the end for like <sighs> maybe 15 <laughs> minutes. It felt like I had slept for 15 years. Like I emerged out of that, out of that, uh, just felt like a brand new baby. Beautiful. Yeah, that was healing. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Live from Baja, California, the tip of the fifth longest peninsula on Earth, California. We are here at El Gonzo. Thank you for tuning in and join you next time. Thanks so much Thanks, for brother. Thank us. you. If you're a creative and rebellious soul looking for inspiration, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on our social media to learn all about our arts and music program so you can plan ahead when visiting Hotel El Ganso.